Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid, Scott! Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. This is Darnell there. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith. Zach Cassian. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pooley Army back barring in. Love save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chet. 12.06 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, 630 Chet Studios. Ably assisted by Cam Moon in a cast of thousands on what has been a busy day for the Edmonton Oilers. We will tell you that Oilers now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. We wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, company-branded apparel products and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Before we go to Gord Wilson out of Ottawa, here's Cam Moon. Here's what the Oilers have done. Tyson Berry, three years by four and a half. Zach Hyman, seven by five and a half. Cody Ceci, four by 3.25. Trade earlier today, Ethan Bear to Carolina for Warren Fogle. Some signings that have just come down. Jaden Schwartz to Seattle, five times five and a half. Philip Deneau to the LA Kings, six by five and a half. Jake McCabe to Chicago, four by four. Brock McKinn to Pittsburgh, four by 2.75. Philip Grubauer, six years, $5.9 million. All right. Uh... And again, the Oilers have not made, they made the trade official, Baron Fogel. Technically, they have not made any of the three signings official at this time. But stay tuned. One of them is Cody Ceci. And to talk a bit about Cody Ceci, who played both his junior hockey and uh, his early NHL career in Ottawa, we welcome back to the show Gord Wilson. Gord, how are you doing? Bob, I'm fine, thank you, like you, trying to catch my breath and keep up with uh, the day's happening. Things have happened fast, haven't they? And they changed in a hurry for Cody Ceci, who was struggling just to get a job a couple years ago, had a real good year in Pittsburgh. You've watched this player from the embryonic stages of his development. (laughs) What, What can Oilers fans expect from him? You know what? I think uh, he's um, he's an improved defensive player, which obviously will ring wonders to the ears of Edmonton Oilers fans, a team that obviously is looking for uh, improved defensive play. And I think Cody, for the most part, has worked very hard over the last couple of seasons with a couple of different organizations, I might add, uh, but worked very hard at his defensive game. He came into uh, the league as a member of the Ottawa Senators with some pretty good, strong potential offensive upside. And the the team took full advantage of that, but when they realized, the Senators realized that they did need help defensively, they asked him to play a more defensive role, and it was a bit of a struggle. And as a result, this young player um, needed a change of pace. He was a whipping boy uh, in the nation. 
nation's capital. It's unfortunate when you've got a hometown boy playing for his hometown team, how difficult that could be. So his game slipped off. Uh, it trailed off considerably. He went to Toronto. He started to work a little bit more on his game defensively. Um, and again, playing on a team that has offense in mind, it didn't sort of suit what uh, they were hoping for, for in the Leafs organization. He goes to Pittsburgh, and because offense um, is at a you know, um, it, it comes naturally to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Their emphasis as well was on defense, and he excelled. And he didn't worry about the offensive side of his game. And as a result, and I know it's an old-time stat, but at plus 17 this past year, he was a he was a difficult player to play against, and um, as a result, he's made himself more marketable. I can't say that I saw too many Pittsburgh Penguin games this past year to see what he was doing, but the reports that I got was uh, that he was playing better defensively. And as a result of that, and I can tell you that you know as well as anybody, the Oilers would have scouted this young man and uh, looked at his possible potential as a fit on the right side for this team, and uh, they obviously felt uh, that he was and is and are paying him accordingly. Well, it's interesting. We're joined by Gord Wilson, a longtime Ottawa Senators broadcaster, Bob Stoffer with you in orders now. Gord, as you know, um, this was a player, if the rumors are correct, that Peter Shirelli offered Taylor Hall to Ottawa for was Cody Cece. Yeah. Uh, now, yes, that would have been I back believe this, that. And at that time, CC was coming off a 10-bowl, 26-point season where he's plus nine in Ottawa. The Oilers wanted a cost-controlled right shot D. The uh, Sens did not jump at the trade, and the Oilers completed the trade for Adam Larson. And here mm-hmm. we are four years later, mm-hmm. and Adam Larson not signing in Edmonton, represented by a uh, CAA, and another CAA player, Cody CC ends up at Edmonton. Rivers run deep, don't they? Yeah, it is. It's very uncanny, and and it's interesting. I don't know if there's a better person in the media business that can connect the dots like you can, Bobby. It's uh, um, it, it's it is fascinating when you put it that way and you outline everything. Uh, I had forgotten about the Taylor Hall rumor and uh, the opportunity to possibly say goodbye to CC and bring in a guy like Taylor Hall. I think his his price tag was probably much too high for Ottawa, which was one of the reasons why the deal was not done. Uh, but, uh, you know, what goes around comes around, and as I said, the rivers run very deep, and uh, you cross paths with somebody, or you're mentioned in uh, some kind of story, and eventually, um, who knows, it come, could come right around, and it, it looks like it's come pretty good circle here for, for Cody. All right. Uh, very quickly on the Senators, they did make a trade today, and i got to tell you, I'm mm-hmm. I'm kind of stunned they pulled this one off. Like, your yeah. thoughts on Dadnoff going for Nick Holden? Well, you can only think, and it's not sort of Kenny Dadnoff, you have to include his salary with it. I think he's on the, the Senators are on the hook for five this year and six the following year. He's got maybe $11 million left on a contract that everybody thought at the time, and it was, you know, this time last year, July 1st last year, when free agency opened and the Senators signed Evgeny to a three-year, $15 million contract. I don't think there was anybody in Ottawa who didn't think it was a good deal and a real plus for a team that needed some offense, that needed some flair, and he was coming off, I think, a 27-goal season in Florida. Uh, I think the only thing everybody kind of forgot was the Senators don't have uh, 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 a Barkov or a Uberdo uh, for which – 
Dadunov could play uh, here in Ottawa, and as a result, his season was not good. And he certainly demonstrated the type of play that he had, demonstrated that he was not going to be a DJ Smith kind of player. So for Pierre Dorian to be able to make this move and rid itself, rid the team of, of this contract, it's nothing short of miraculous. Now, with that in mind, one can only think, how can Vegas be taking on another $5 million contract for a winger, one can only surmise that they're about to be poised to make yet another move and probably say goodbye to one of their other $5 million uh, wingers in the form of uh, Marcia So or uh, potentially Riley Smith. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what other dominoes fall because of this, but certainly from a Sens perspective, with young players uh, in the hopper and ready to probably, you know, hit the big stage a little sooner than uh, maybe expected. Uh, I think the Senators are quite happy that this move has been made, and in addition to that, they get a third-round pick next year, and they, which makes it 12 now. They'll have 12 picks for next year's draft. Uh, they also get a character, solid third-pairing defenseman, second- or third-pairing defenseman, and Nick Holden, who um, you know has a wealth of experience and, from all accounts, is just a fabulous team guy. I think if you read any of the quotes at the start of the season, Bob, uh, I know The Athletic did a story on Nick at the start of the year, and Pete DeBoer is quoted, and D.J. Smith and Pete DeBoer are close, close friends. Um, uh, uh, I'm guessing the scouting report from Pete DeBoer came back to D.J. as something that was very, very positive in terms of Nick's play on the ice and his presence off the ice. Nick might be at Mark Spector's golf tournament right now because uh, he's been at there it for the go. last four years that they've had it. Um, they also sign Michael Delzato. They've got a lot of defensemen right now, especially given the fact that they got Victor Mete that they picked up last year and they tried to transition Eric Brandstrom in, not to mention that they signed Bernard Docker. Uh, is something going to give on the back end in Ottawa? You know, Victor Mete is a restricted free agent uh, who they did qualify, and um, Eric Brandstrom is the centerpiece of the Mark Stone trade with Vegas a couple of seasons ago. My guess is uh, if they had their druthers, they would probably hang on to Eric Brandstrom and see how that unfolds um, and, and do what they can with Victor Mete. I think, you know, at the end of the season, Victor Mete, uh, the thought on him was because he played very well for Ottawa down the stretch um, uh, the thought was that they were going to get him signed and in fact the general manager said we want to sign him and so uh, for this to drag on as long as it has without a signature on a contract uh, is an indication that there's obviously other things in the works and with the Delzato signing and Nick Holden signing you do have to wonder uh, if one of Mete or Branstrom will be on the move uh, I would think it'll be Mete before Branstrom, I, I I don't think they're they're willing to give up on Eric Branstrom. It just uh, it, it would not look good on the general manager. And I'm not I'm not sure. Pardon me to interrupt here, but I'm not sure either. Uh, I, well, uh, you know what? I don't know if Eric Branstrom is a DJ Smith favorite. And um, you know. It'll be interesting, Bob, to see what happens because there's going to be another shoe that drops for sure. All right. Uh, got to ask you about Zach Hyman. 
You've seen a lot of them. Uh, yeah. A similar type of player represented by Jeff Jackson, uh, not Todd Reynolds, but uh, Connor Brown represented, to me, somewhat similar players out of the Leafs organization. The Sens got Brown. Your thoughts on what Edmonton's getting in Zach Hyman? Oh, they're getting a competitor and uh, the grittiest of gritty and uh, the ability to score and a nose for the net. And if you're looking for somebody that has a willingness and a desire and a want to play between the dots, uh, Zach Hyman would be probably top five of the NHL list. This guy... um, I think is scratching the surface. I know uh, throughout the playoffs, there was a, a lot of the commentary was Zach Hyman, and I think he was coming off a knee injury, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, getting him back was going to fill holes throughout the entire lineup because he could play it on the wing in any position. And I'm not going to compare him to Daniel Alfredson in any stretch of the imagination, but Alfie was that kind of guy who made everybody around him better. Hyman... I think we'll do the same just because of his versatility and his ability to play in all situations with really good players, as he's done in Toronto with Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, whoever, or be a plug. On the, and that's, that's an awful term to use for somebody who's making as much money as he's going to be making. But um, he can fill in and be your third-line grinder uh, or an effective winger down the lineup, which is a coach's dream, obviously. Gord, great stuff. Appreciate you joining us on short notice, and we'll touch base down the road. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you. Enjoy the day. Stay buckled up, because I'm sure it's going to stay as busy as it has been. It's been awesome so far. That's Gord Wilson, longtime Ottawa Senators broadcaster. Love having him on the show. It's 12:19 in Edmonton. Cam Moon and myself will re-rack some of the signings. They've continued here over the last 15 minutes. The Oilers still not technically have uh, released the three free agent signings that they theoretically have made. We might explain why when we come back in Oilers now. It's 1219 at Edmonton. 1222 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Extended coverage. Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with a cast of thousands, and we're going to bring in one right now, Cody Jansen, as we go to the Oilers now. Injury report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters in injury law. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the gang at James H. Brown. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Cody, what do you got? Well, one guy on LTI is on the, on the move. That's Brent Seabrook. He's going to Tampa Bay in return. The Hawks got Tyler Johnson in a second-round pick. Seabrook, you know, he's going to be sitting on there for the year. Uh, there we go. Uh, Elliot Friedman just tweeting out that Eric Hall to Boston is starting to heat up. Cam Moon is going to pound away on uh, what has come to fruition and been reported. With the Oilers, uh, Tyson Berry, three years by $4.5 million, staying with Edmonton. Zach Hyman, seven years by 5.5. Cody CC four by 3.25. All of those have been reported. We haven't heard the official word yet, but we have heard the official word on a trade. Ethan Bear going to Carolina for Warren Fogle coming back the other way. Uh, the big ones coming down in the last little while anyway. Philip Grubar to Seattle, six by 5.9. Uh, Brock McGinn to Pittsburgh. 4x2.75, Jake McCabe to Chicago, 4x4, four four. Philip Dano to the LA Kings, 6x5.5, Jaden Schwartz to Seattle, 5x5.5, five five and, and oh, Carter Verhage to Florida while well, re-signing in Florida, 3x4.167. There you go. Uh, all right, so, Cam. Yes. Oilers waiting to release 
even though we will mention that both Tyson Berry and Cody Ceci have been on TSN's national show, okay, waiting to release at this stage until they have a confirmation of a signed contract on Tyson Berry, Zach Hyman, and Cody Ceci. Interesting stuff. You know the story about Michael Nylander? Yes. 2007. Yep. Oilers received text confirmation of an agreement to a deal from Mike Gillis, the representative at that time of Michael Nylander. Uh, I reported it. The next day, we had a senior member of the Oilers' ownership group on the record talking about Nylander's addition. Mark Spector calls me, tells me, hey, Larry Brooks says Nylander's going to Washington. I reached out to Kevin Lowe and uh, went on the air later that day and basically had to get my teeth kicked in on the air. Oh, you're an idiot, Stauffer. They were never in on that, right? And I I told, hey, you know what? That happens once in a while. What was true an hour ago might not be true now. There must have been a verbal agreement. It wasn't signed. Is that? Well, that's what ended up happening. And so the Oilers took the rare move of going public and saying that they they had an agreement in principle on uh, Nylander, which suddenly people were like, oh, geez, he really was right. And, And we bring this up because there's a little bit of... I still think ultimately Getzlaff ends up in Anaheim. But. But. <laughs> there's been some confusion out there in the marketplace, and I'm going to circle back to that. Uh, Coach Mike says, are you hearing anything else on a nurse extension? Four years, Coach Mike, is my guess. on, And it starts minimum at an eight. Bob, I think your dreams are going to come true. Why is that? What are your dreams? I don't know. Oh. Um, Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. What did we have to uh, pay Kara if we resigned him? Well, we needed qual- the owners would have needed to qualify uh, Jujar Kara, and I think he was at 1.2 last year, so he would have received an automatic raise on that because he was below the league average. Stephen Lethbridge. Bob, do you think the Oilers will trade Koskinen today? If so, do you think we're one of the top spots to land a guy like Camper in a trade? I suspect Holland covets first-round picks. Too much to add to a deal for a goalie. Not signed pass next year. If I were to guess, I would say Koskinen in a second for Camper, not a first. But if your first-rounder isn't going to crack the lineup for two to three years and then trade it for help now from Stephen Lethbridge, I think Arizona's going to get a first for Darcy Camper. You know Darcy Camper. I do. He was in Red Deer. What are your thoughts on him? Uh, Very talented goaltender. He came to Red Deer as an 18-year-old, one of those guys that rare uh, that play AAA midget, now the 18U, uh, at 17, came into the WHL at 18, and he was uh, lights out pretty much right out of the box. And 18, 19, and 20 played in Red Deer uh, before going on to uh, a pro career. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, that his last year, his goaltender of the year in the WHL, uh, had, had some huge numbers, put up a, a bunch of uh, shutouts on a very good Red Deer Rebel team that finished first that year in the Central Division. Ryan Nugent Hopkins was on that club. Uh, Matt Dumba, Alex Petrovic were all on that team. Uh, and he's had a, he's you know he's played as well in the NHL as he did while he was in the Western League. Like, he's he's developed into a real good pro. Uh, the only time he had struggles is when the team played in Saskatoon, which was his hometown. And 
uh, with there not being a Saskatoon NHL team, then he's all good to go. It is twelve twenty-seven. Oh, you never know. <laughs> Why, Wild Bill? I heard. By the way, to pull it off. Speaking of Saskatoon, yes, uh, they may have a scenario where they might have to trade Colton Doc. Whoa! Really? Yes. Small world, the hockey world. Uh, it is a small world. 1228 in Edmonton. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back with El May when we return in Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.